I'm Paul Kimball. I'm Holly Stevens. And I'm Dylan Garland. And we're Beyond Haunted. So here we are, the very first episode of Beyond Haunted, which is the podcast that we're doing sort of to talk about what you folks who are listening hopefully have just seen, which is Haunted, the new television series on Eastlink TV here in Atlantic Canada. And I'm one of the stars, I guess, and Holly's one of the stars, and Dylan was just the camera guy, but then he turned into a star as the series goes Dylan along. Dylan is definitely a star. Just yeah. the camera guy. <laughs> just I the camera know. guy. My back still hurts. Don't give me that. <laughs> that, that camera is heavy, and in fact... The funny thing is we were trying to decide, well, what would, would you talk about, ghosts and all that sort of stuff? But I'm just going to talk about the camera for a second. Because you'll see a couple of shots in the uh, in the episode, in fact, you've seen them, where I think I'm holding the camera because you're talking and you see me, and then you walking up the stairs. Yeah. Sorry, that's a future episode. Anyway, when you see stuff of us holding the camera, and 90% of the time it's Dylan and maybe 10% it's me or, or Jim, that thing's really, really heavy. So Dylan, we're going with GoPros. From now on, which are really small and light. I like the GoPros. The GoPros are awesome. But Dylan, you know, full credit, um, given what happens to him during the course of the series. Dylan's really... He's a trooper. ...turned around, actually, from the, the first day to the... His whole belief system, I think, has been completely turned on its head, wouldn't you say, Dylan? I think my existence has been questioned. <laughs> I think it's a better... By you yeah. or someone else? Well, that's a good question for you, Holly. Um mm. Well, no, well, when I, when it I starts first early. It, wow. Okay. <laughs> there's tension brewing. Um, <laughs> no, when I first, I, I didn't expect my career to go the, the route of Ghost Hunter ever. And when we first got into this, I was like, okay, I, I'm curious what this is going to be like. Because you have this preconceived notion of ghost hunters or ghost adventures or something like that. Um, yeah, I can say that I, I, I have questions. I'm definitely more open to whatever might be out there than I was the first day we started shooting. Holly, Paul. Huh? I apologized for everything, and we don't want to give anything away, but anytime I would do something bad, I would immediately apologize and take it back. Oh. But Holly's still fighting, and oh. we'll, you know, those are future episodes that we'll talk about. But well, let's, there, no, let's go right into that, Paul. Let's just go right into that. Well, wait a second, but the people that are listening, all seven of them, Mom, mom, dad, Hi, mom. my sister, um, and my nephews, that covers it, would want to hear us talk about what happened in the episode. So mm-hmm. we'll come around to mm-hmm. the fact that you're, that you're evil, but um, which is kind of the arc <laughs> of the series. And Dylan's, you know, sort of the poor innocent that gets dragged into all of this. And, um, you know, I'm kind of like the watcher in the old Marvel comics. I just stand back and watch as everything sure. happens. Totally innocent. Uh-huh. But when, so this... So you and I hadn't done this for eight years. Eight years ago, we did this on another show called Ghost Cases, and then you know we kind of went our own separate ways. What were you expecting going into this? Because we had actually done a location which is not going to air in the series, uh, Dexter's Tavern in Liverpool. So the Queens County Museum was the second place we had been. Mm-hmm. Dexter's Tavern. It's not that it was a bad location. It's just you know sometimes, folks, not a lot happens. It's you ghost investigating, uh, investigating. You go to houses or wherever. And uh, you might have a night where nothing happens. And that's bad television, so you're not going to see that on Eastlink or anywhere else. But And a couple of things happened at Dexter's. But this was the first night where we really, you know, we were getting back into it and everything. And I'm just curious, what did you expect coming back? And, you know, did you think it was going to jump out at us as quickly as it seemed to at the Queens County Museum? 
Uh, absolutely not. I had I had no expectations, Paul, to be completely honest, which I realize sounds hilarious at this point. But you can't have an expectation when you go into a location. You can't expect that you're going to see or hear or experience something. You just kind of have to keep yourself open to it. So there were no expectations that something would happen. I hoped that something would happen. One of the reasons I'm here is because I am very curious about all of the things that we have experienced over the years uh, in our first series, and I still have questions. I'm hoping some of those get answered, but I mean, let's be realistic as we go. I'm just getting more and more questions and a, a little bit more freaked out, to be completely honest. That's episode two of the Queen's County Museum. Um, well, sure, but I mean, even in this episode. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, this episode doesn't have a freak out factor, though. There are there are parts of the series and folks, when you see future episodes, you'll see people genuinely really frightened and, you know, occasionally screaming and stuff. This one was more of a, it wasn't a slow episode. It was kind of a lead in as we felt our way around the location. So I'm trying to make contact with Mac Tonys, mm. who's an old friend of mine and uh, who passed away just after we started airing ghost cases, actually. So um, and then th whatever happened with the REM pod, and we can talk about the REM pod because I've talked about it on radio shows and people will post in the forums, they'll say REM pods are crap. Mm. And, uh, you know, they, they're not, they don't do anything. They're just fake devices. They're not ghost detecting machines. And to which I usually respond, there's no such thing as a ghost detecting machine. Nobody says that they were a ghost detecting machine, did they? a good nickname though, right? Yeah. Oh, some ghost investigators or hunters do kind of, in fact, a lot of them do sell them as ghost detecting machines, whereas we use them as just devices that look cool on television. I'll admit that. But, you know, there are devices that if there is something out there, it can interact with that device in some way. And what makes it really interesting, what made this episode, the first one at Queens County Museum, really interesting for me is whatever you think of the REM pod, there is a way it is supposed to function. Yes. And so it doesn't mean ghosts or whatever, but there is a way it functions. And it was not functioning in the way it was supposed to function. It was functioning in a way it's not supposed to function. And, you know, this is not a spoiler, but Dylan and I went, the only time it's ever done that is at the Queens County Museum. Yep. And Dylan and I went back a couple of months later to the East Coast Paraconference and we led a ghost investigation or whatever for some of the attendees at the Queens County Museum. And it did it again when I called forward Mac Tonys with Greg Bishop, who is a was another close friend of Mac's there. And Dylan was there. And it did it again. So we went back up. We finished it off because the blue light was, you know, going beep um, after I'd sort of called Mac down or whatever. And we went upstairs. And Dylan had this idea to take the uh, the REM pod, right? Yep. And would and put it, or did Greg Bishop tell you to put it there? I can't remember. No, I was because uh, I had it in my hand, and we were walking up to the attic, which was hot. It was just it's muggy, it's an attic, heat rises. So yeah, I'm this walking... was this was August too. Yeah. So it was really hot. It was not the middle of winter in Nova Scotia. So I had it in my hand, but I was holding the bottom of it so my hand wouldn't affect the the rod on it. And as I was going up it kept blinking blue, which it shouldn't be. No, sorry, it kept blinking red, which it should be doing mm -hmm. because that means the temperature is going up and we're going into the attic. So we, we go to the mannequins again and I and I realized that the mannequin head, where the mannequin's head would be, looked like it was the exact shape of the bottom of the REM pod. So I was like, huh, well, this might be funny. So I took it and I put it directly on the mannequin neckline, I guess, and it turned blue. Yeah, it shouldn't have. 
Right, and stayed blue. Yeah. So the blue giving the temperature signal that it's colder and it was not colder up there. Um, and that's how it had misbehaved or mis, you know, had acted in a way it's not supposed to in the Queens County episode. And the whole thing about mannequins for folks who watch, Mac was not obsessed with mannequins, but it was kind of a thing for him. You know, some people collect comic books. Mac would go out and take pictures of mannequins. I was there with him in Los Angeles once where he found a store with nothing but mannequins in it and he went nuts. He was like pictures <laughs> of everything. Um, which in hindsight looked really weird to the people driving by. Uh, and that's LA where most things don't look really weird, but here's a guy taking pictures of mannequins. Um, so when you look at these devices and the REM pods, one of them, they're not ghost hunting devices. They're just things that if there's something out there, it can, if it can change the way it behaves, then, uh, that's of interest. And when folks watch future episodes, you will haul out the ghost box, which you know, personal favorite. I thought it was a complete waste of money when we bought it. And it turns out that thing is potential gold in terms of interacting. Um, but anyway, enough uh, digression. So you, because I wanted to ask you something about the the episode we talked about it a bit. And we kind of leave the episode on a cliffhanger too, where we, you and I are sitting there talking about theories and stuff. But take me through the Lucy thing again, because I'm still not completely sure. And let's flesh that out for folks listening. How did you, like, you're just standing there with Kim Bennett and uh, who was uh, a friend of ours who was along for a couple of these episodes and what, the name came to you or how did the whole Lucy thing happen? So you know how you, let's say you've forgotten the name of a movie and you're trying to remember it, but it's just not there. It's just, it's just not in your brain and then you forget about it. And then you're doing something completely unrelated, and then, bam, you think of the name. That's how it came to me. Hmm. I wasn't looking for it. It just came to my mind. So you were, because the thing was going on and off, and you and Kim were interacting with it and asking it questions and doing all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this was before Kim said anything about, um, you know, the young girl whose mind wasn't there or whatever, mm -hmm. before she went off in the Ann Seely tag. So... This just came to you. And you, so does the name Lucy mean anything to you in your own personal life in any way, shape, or form? A, an ex-dog or cat, a, a, an aunt or anything like that? You can't see me right now, but I'm actually thinking, no, it means nothing to me. Actually, I can see you right now, but you're referring to the, the people. The people watching, Paul, oh, okay. listening, not watching. I hope no one's watching. Oh, uh, we, we have a special <laughs> camera in Tigger. We have a, oh, creepy. We have a bunch of Winnie the Pooh things here, and there's a camera in Tigger's mouth, which... That sounds weird. It's yeah, let's just, no. No, that. there's nothing. I had, there's nothing in my life. That's going to be the title of this episode of the podcast. There's a camera in Tigger's <laughs> mouth. That'll be. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Oh, gosh. It's like some sort of weird behind the scenes Winnie the Pooh thing that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, no, Lucy, no. Nothing. You? For Lucy? Mm -hmm. I, I've been thinking about it since the day. I don't know a single person friend family you know friend of a friend named lucy yeah and like i know actors but it's not like i know them personally that's the only one i can think of yeah me neither and as we sort of said i think in the episode although maybe i cut this out i think i actually cut this out but at one point we talked and i said this is not a name that is you know it's not like nobody has the name lucy anymore but it's not a modern name that you would generally see if you had to pick the top 10 names you give to a baby girl Lucy's probably, I'm pretty sure I'm safe in saying Lucy's not there anymore, but a hundred years ago or 150 mm -hmm. years ago, uh, I haven't done the research, but it would have been more likely that that name would be used more. 
interesting thing we found out, as the episode shows, doing a little research with Linda, that Simeon Perkins, who owned the property originally, had a daughter named Lucy, and she and a sister too. And uh, the sister died, as I recall, when she was 16, I think. Um, but more importantly, the um, I don't know whether she lived there, but the daughter was terribly burned in a fire at the age of three on I that property. That, yeah. And something else that I sort of discovered after that, which isn't in the episode, but further grist for the mill, um, Simeon Perkins was a privateer. I mean, he didn't go out and go, and take ships, but he owned them. <laughs> So he's a privateering owner, and the, one of his most famous ships that he owned was named Lucy. Correct. Are you serious? I, I am as serious as serious can get. Yes. So Lucy is a name, huh. and people will think, "Well, you guys knew that." It's like, nope. We, you know, good ghost investigators, really crummy researchers. I mean, it's just we couldn't afford to hire researchers, so we go in blind. But yeah, that that mm. the Lucy thing. There's multiple strands of that connection there. So it's weird that that. I mean, that's just weird. Like what does that weird you out? Does it even now? What do you think of all this? <laughs> I would have said that on the day, that would have been really strange. Now, comparatively speaking to everything else that's happened to us, that's that's it, it's, it's down odd. there. It's odd. It's odd. It's interesting. Yeah. It's uh I don't know. Maybe I have some sort of Okay, so here's the thing. So this name comes to me. Do you think that somebody gave me the name? Does that make me psychic? Or or did I like reach out into the ether and get the name? What do you think that means? Well, I, I think it plays on um, what you mentioned in the episode of this trickster element where you were discussing, you know, why do we play with cats? You got one name. Other people that were involved, Kim got another. I damn near about the same time that it all went down so maybe something did give you that name for fun but that it's just like oh here's a little piece and yeah. go play this will be fun let's give them two different let's names. see what happens yeah. that's creepy it's a it's a little you know laser on the wall that's creepy except you're seeing two different colors yeah you're as i said all three of us experienced the same general thing at the same general time for me it was because i sort of tried to i specifically tried to communicate with mac tony's because he and i had a bet or not a bet, but a, a pact or whatever, that whichever one of us went first, and, you know, sadly we both thought we lived to be 100 and it didn't work out that way. You know, Harry Houdini, like, he would, that person would try and come back and contact the other person or the other person, which is me now, the one that survived, would try and contact them. Uh, so, you know, I'm thinking Mac. That's what I'm thinking. So when I'm interacting with it, that's what's in my mind. You, you've got nothing. Well, I knew and, Mac. No, no, but you get something else. Like, you weren't being particular about Mac, you just call me down and said, when you mentioned Mac, and but that's not particular to you, you get something else, like completely from, I'm not even saying it was Mac, I'm just saying maybe it's one thing yeah. with three different, so it could have put something in your mind, and then Kim gets something else completely different. She doesn't get a name, as I recall. She, she got, got... An, an impression of a girl, a young girl who wasn't all mentally there. And then when she went to Linda Rafus, the director of the museum, Linda told her about Anne Seeley, who fits that description, um, because mm. she was sort of um, mentally challenged, and she they kept her up in the, whatever you call it, the attic, I guess, of the house, because the Seeley family, also privateers, bought the house from the Perkins family, I guess. So each, all of those three people are real. Lucy, a Lucy exists, more than one Lucy, an Anne Seeley of that description that Kim gave, 
does exist and Mac Tony's existed. And so we all get the same thing, but different strands coming out. So then, as my friend Greg Bishop would say, is it us co-creating? This is like, I, I don't know what Kim's background is, so I don't know why she would think that. For me, it's easy. Mac Tony's. I get it. I'm just curious as to why Lucy would pop into your head, but oh, it doesn't, it's not a name that means anything to you. So you're trying to find something, some connection to, to make sense of why I, why I came up with that thread for right. that. And I don't have one. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if what name, like Ben, if Ben had come into your head, he's your brother. So that's that a name sense. that would make sense. Or Philip, your boyfriend. Lucy doesn't make any sense. And I, and for Kim, I can rationalize it by saying she's not got a name. She's got a description, a feeling. And who knows, that might even have something to do, you could make the argument that that has something to do with uh, Kim and uh, maybe uh, something that she experienced and she's transposing it, I don't know. And in my case, it's my friend, so that's pretty easy. But you're the anomaly. You're the one that really there is no, how does the name, where do you get that from? Because that's just not a name that I would expect you would get. It's also interesting too that you get something specific like that where, you know, Kim's getting a description, you're getting... Um, very interesting responses about mm. Mac. You're getting straight up a name, and what followed that night, Queens County was a very you location. Not by choice. No, I'm not saying it was by choice, but I just found it very interesting that you know we're all kind of getting, well, those involved are getting these kind of vague answers or vague kind of uh, information. Where you're getting the title of a person, followed by, you know, what came next. Well, that's so. interesting. So you think I just reached into the ether, said her name, and then she reached in and said mine back? Or whatever it is, tried to say what you heard to Kim and Paul as well, but they heard something differently. You were the one that heard it correctly. And then whatever it was stuck to you for the rest of the evening. Or it was interacting with us all in different ways, and we we opened the door. So I opened the door. I literally stood there on camera and said, I'm, you know, Mac, if you're out there, come on down. And I put the duck on top of the mat, everything. So I opened it. Mm. Unbeknownst to me, you and Kim uh, had also, and really, folks, unbeknownst to me while this was all going on, had wandered up to the cemetery and, you know, whatever, uh, called down something to possess me. And we can get into that maybe a little later. Later? Uh, because I believe of the sort of three cast members that are sitting at this table, you've attempted to either possess <laughs> or send the forces of darkness to two of them. That would be Dylan and I. Holly so, is very good at trying experiments out. That's a good way of putting it, what? yes. Uh, okay. She's forward thinking. Harsh, yeah. there you go. harsh. I have never asked for anything negative, ever. Right. In fact, I've been very specific Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are we not? Are, is our job not to go into potentially haunted locations, open ourselves up to what might be there, and experience it? So absolutely, open ourselves by choice. Not go at a cemetery, standing on the dead people or whatever. I did not stand on them. I was specific you, to make sure I was not inside the gravesite. You don't know exactly where their feet wound up. Now, now, to be to to your point, when you said you didn't ask anything bad to possess Paul. 
were you expecting him to be possessed by the power of music or I did not specify. I think I can see you gesturing wildly, Paul. That's fantastic. We're, we're going to put a poll up on Twitter, and no, no, the poll no. is going to say... Well, if we're going to make put a poll up on Twitter, I think that everyone deserves to know the truth. There, there's no. That's episode six. The truth six. is out there. No, the, no truth, truth. the truth I did not call cut. a demon down to possess you. No, nor did I. You, you did. <laughs> You're on camera saying, if there's something out there, come down and possess Paul. This will be the poll on Twitter. Hashtag possess Paul. That um, <laughs> hashtag Ollie is evil. So, like, has anybody? I'm just curious. Has anybody out there in Twitterville ever heard of a benevolent possession? Have you know Roman Catholic priests ever shown well, up at an exorcism? I, went, you know you what? This don't one's cool. Know until you ask. And to be completely honest, the night before you haven't seen The Exorcist, have you? <laughs> Not recently. Yeah. <laughs> To be completely honest, the night before, as I remember correctly, which is not on camera because it didn't make it into the episode, we were at Dexter's Tavern. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. Paul I... comes up the stairs from the basement and he says, I quote, okay, Holly, your turn. I may or may not have opened up a demon portal. Have fun. First of all, I said, I may or may not have. Secondly... Um, I didn't because we have me on camera and we know exactly what I said. I'm not opening up a demon portal. In fact, I'm actually kind of joking about it. Oh, no. Well, then that's okay, Paul. If you're joking about opening up a demon portal, I'm sure no demons came through. And thirdly, I didn't say <laughs> open up the demon portal and demon possess Holly. I didn't particularize it. It's true. You said open up the demon portal. Okay, Holly, your turn. You were just next Go up have alphabetically. No offense, Paul, K. but you were just next up. Yeah. Skipped me. It's all together. The great, well, we were going to circle back around to the D and oh, C beforehand. Sure. And we eventually get to that in Yarmouth when Holly apparently circled back around to the D and directed it your way. We don't give anything away, but folks, by the time you hit the end of the series, remember this conversation and remember which one of us. My of the three intentions of us, were good. I was thinking uh, about the show. I did, I was very specific. You can let people watch the entire thing. I was very specific. You're welcome to possess Paul. No harm. Even for communication purposes only. Even, oh yes, communication. There's no harm there. <laughs> the seventh level of hell, Paul. We're going to communicate to you what that means. Well, what, and you, what you do you with do. it is not my fault. Even Kim knew. Even Kim, when standing there, is on camera saying, You're going to hell for that. <laughs> the look on your face. Well, if she you... says I'm going, then. <laughs> When you turn around to the camera, you're like, eh, well, I don't care. No, come on. Uh, well, that's another poll we're going to put up. Hashtag <laughs> Holly doesn't care if she goes to hell. Um, as long as she takes Paul and Dylan with her. No, it was not a malicious that, a act. Hashtag. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I grant that it wasn't malicious. No, it I was not. I think it was maybe a little malicious, but sure, whatever. No, it was not. It was, Beca it was reckless. I wouldn't... Oh, you think I was reckless. I do think it was reckless. Here's the thing. Here's what I think. Which I'm willing to admit I have done. This is the difference, folks, as you'll know through the series between Holly and I. I will admit that what I just did was bad and reckless. And Holly's still fighting. No. Can you just admit it was I, reckless? I just want to use the future hashtag for everybody listening right now, and you'll get this by the end of the series. Um, hashtag future vortex. That's all I'm saying, Paul. I, I've admitted that it was reckless. <laughs> I've oh, totally admitted snap. that when somebody tells you they've closed off a vortex, you probably shouldn't go up and try and open it up again. <laughs> oh, um, it's all fun and games. All right, fine. Hashtag Paul and Holly are evil. I'm Let's not just, evil. Oosh. See, I'm willing to admit it. 
Holly still fights against the That's fine. self-actualization That's or so awareness. Weird. I've got this weird pain. Occam's razor. No, Ghosts. No. Yeah. All right, moving on from you sending something down to possess me. Did you get possessed? Yeah. Actually, as I point out some other time, um, I think I think we did a Facebook Live thing on location. I said, you know what? Something along the lines of, <clears throat> I have a legal excuse now for killing all of you. And then at my trial, I will just be able to show video footage saying, I was possessed, Your Honor. Good one. So, huh. Good one. Just what are you writing there, write Dylan? Write that Nothing. down, Dylan. Hashtag don't work on show again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not possessed anymore. Look, honestly, it comes down to, <laughs> I, I made a calculated assessment. I thought that should something come, what is happening here? I just love the fact that, okay, you you are, are trying to explain that you didn't have malicious intent, which I believe. Good. And you are saying that, you know, I, I wasn't possessed, at least I don't think, or if I was, it's all over, whatever like that. I'm sure it's gone now. <laughs> you guys ever let, like, a, a rabid raccoon loose in a kindergarten? No, who would do you, that? Your intent might not be malicious to begin with. No, 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 no. Oh, look but at it, this cute little <laughs> rabid raccoon. Oh, <laughs> the children will love it. Honestly. And then you think you get it out, but now the rabies have spread, so well, it's a bit of a... That's a very strange analogy. I don't. I was going to go bull in a china shop, but it felt a little too You know, it's cliche. rare, it's rare yeah. that Holly and I ever agree on anything, but I'm, I kind of get to agree with you. Like, where do you get a rabid raccoon in it? <laughs> Children, uh, kindergarten or whatever. I right? wanted to go to the extremes. <laughs> oh, you hashtag Dylan went extreme. Yes. <laughs> That's, totally. I like that hashtag. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Hash, Dylan went extreme. Hashtag rabbit trash panda. Rabbit nice. No, I like that. No. Okay. Honestly, when it comes down to that, yes, I did that. I said that. I did it for reasons. I was actually trying to get you back for your whole, like, I opened up a demon portal. Go have fun, Holly. So... <laughs> That's fine. But I also did it very carefully. I was very careful with my words. As she I dropped the raccoon into the playpen. I play thought <laughs> that worst comes to worst. Oh my God. Worst comes to worst. Somebody does come, does possess you in a very, you know, non-harmful way. We get it on camera. <laughs> it's fascinating interaction. We get the communication. Fantastic. That's as, what I'm here for. As Paul goes running through the that's museum, what, swinging in That's axe. why I'm here. I'm here to interact with the paranormal. If it happens to come through you, then so be it. Ugh. What happened to Linda Rafuse? I don't know, but Paul was possessed. We haven't seen her. Uh, look, and if, if those actions brought about what happened on episode two... Oh, folks, she does get her comeuppance, so you have to I tune in for episode two. A couple of times. Like yeah. I think Dylan and I are agreeing. I don't know. You, this is, you know, this is episode one of Beyond Haunted. So, I, you, yes, we're going to talk about this episode, but I think we're also probably teasing what's to come, too. Right. We um, all get our comeuppance, sure. frankly. Although Dylan didn't really deserve it. No, but I, I've accepted it now. Oh, fair enough. Um, and I, I, just, I just shake my head. I just find it funny because maybe you don't get your comeuppance, but... In order to get your comeuppance, you have to have done something wrong. Oh, okay. <clears throat> tune, in, tune in, folks. Just keep tuning in. You are going to want to see where this goes. Hashtag Yarmouth House. Hashtag Uncomfortable Triangle. That's what, that's what we have here at the table right now. Among the, uh, like, Dylan's drinking and looking away, like, I'll have some of my coffee and yes. check to see if there's a rabbit trash panda in the backyard. Stop saying rabbit trash panda. Fine, rabbit raccoon. This is the poll we should do. Who wants to see Paul possessed? I, I got to be honest with you. Seriously, man, you got to be on I my side check. now. No, I'd check yes. 
But hear me out. I would be there with you. I'm coming for you for that's true. Because I'd want it on camera. Yes. And you would want it on camera. Thank you. Thank well, you. That is the exact that is the mentality I am talking about. Plus, here's the truth. You'll oh. know when I'm possessed because she'll say it on camera. But at some point you're gonna wake up possessed and you won't see it coming because she's just gonna send it your way on a whisper in a dream kind of thing. <coughs> whisper and, in a dream. Who yeah. said that? It sounds like lyrics to a song. I was a songwriter, so and I'm possessed right now. So that's not me speaking. Your that's, voice is very that's is the Glargrog. Same. Or oh, no, no. <laughs> no, it's a demon from the second level of hell or something. As a rejected Lord of the Rings <laughs> villain. Rejected everything. I am Glargrog. No, no. You Vito. shall not pass. You shall not pass, Glargrog. <laughs> so, I got a question for you two, just in Uh-oh. case. It, no, it's not a... <laughs> I know. Every what time. other demons did you release? Um, no, no, I just thought it was interesting. Cause Good question. It, this, this was my first foray into the ghost hunting. Mm demon running from experience um and i was curious because you guys have done it before with varying results of pretty scary stuff sure i've heard some stories about you paul yeah holly's giving me a little insight on what's going on so when you guys are jumping back into this Mm -hmm. is there something in the back of your mind that's saying like if this happens again i'm out yeah. Or are you fully no. open to, let's just jump into this, see what happens, and let's go again? Yeah. There's a reason, one of the reasons I left the last time was, you know, you read the book. Buy my book, folks. Hashtag buy my book. There's a chapter in there about a shadow person that I encountered in Chesky Krumlov, oh, yeah. which I don't like, didn't like talking about. Holly was actually there with me, although she wasn't there with me, but we were in the same city, town, whatever, together. And I didn't tell her at the time um, because I just, I thought... Two pe- I've spent months ghost hunting or whatever with Holly. We've done s- strange, seen strange things. And you know what? I actually think if I tell her this, she will finally think I'm nuts. Like this could be, because you, you know, you're walking through a town, you see shadow people or whatever. And sure. then they touch you on the shoulder and everything. So I've seen weird and I've experienced weird stuff. Um, and you know, their ghost cases, I think are all available online now. So folks can go find Amazon it. Amazon Prime. Right. If, especially if you're in the US. I don't know if you can get it in Canada. Anyway, a lot of interesting stuff happened to us. I was strangled, strangled in quotation marks in a jail cell by a ghost. And she heard horses hooves in a cemetery and on the Welsh border. And I mean, that doesn't even begin to cover it, but just weird stuff. And I'm convinced that that is kind of like you know, if there's a crazy sort of chamber of horrors and fun and everything, and that's that was the antechamber, and now we've walked through the door and we've landed into bizarro world. Because whatever happened in ghost cases pales in, except maybe the shadow people for me and Chesky Crumble. Oh, that wasn't actually in the show, though. No, but for the mo- but it's to me it's 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 also it pales in comparison to what we've experienced this year, but. There's a reason why the show isn't called Ghost Cases. Well, there's two. One is legal, but another one is, um, you know, it could have been called Ghost Hunters or, you know, something like that. We could have picked that also Bobby legally exists. couldn't call it that either. But. but we could have found something, Ghost Files, whatever. You right. can always, Ghost does not appear in the title of the current show. It's called Haunted. And some of that's about maybe the places we're in, maybe they're haunted. But you know what? I called it Haunted for a reason, which is, um, and I didn't really ask Holly about this, but I just kind of assumed, but if it wasn't re- applicable to her, it sure was to me that I was still haunted by what happened eight years ago. And so I think as you go through this, um, you know, we've all been joking around, we really do hate each other, but, you know, we've, but I do think there's this element that as we, we go through season one of haunted, um, 
people become haunted and not like you're being possessed by a demon or a ghost or the, sure. and maybe we were but you become haunted by what's happening mentally haunted emotionally haunted yes and it sticks with you and we saw that you know uh with kim it it had a, a effect on her um i think it had an effect on uh, on all of us at one point or another and and there's an episode later in the season where you know i i really went off the rails and just was like viciously angry at Dylan and folks mm. will see that when it happens and that's just not me like that's not in my character but sometimes the places and just the what's happening to you it can and then you start to change and so that's part of the question of, of whatever it is if there is an it is interacting with you and and just the nature because I mean frankly using my cat metaphor it's fun with the cat or the rabbit trash panda if you use the laser light for like 30 seconds but if you do that to a cat for 10-15 minutes I mean, the cat starts to go a little nuts. And I've seen it happen where people will over-egg that pudding and all of a sudden, you mm -hmm. know, you're, you're moved from play to torment. Yeah. And there's a line there. And if we're dealing with something, then if episode one, the Queens County Museum looks like play, then I think it does. Nothing bad happens, really. Stay tuned for episode two, folks, when it might move from play to torment. Uh, and whether you view it as somebody getting their comeuppance or all of us getting something dumped on us. episode Yeah, and that would happen. Most of these episodes are structured as two-parters. So a lot of what folks will see in the series is the first episode, I think, judging by how I've edited them and how the nights went, is usually kind of the preamble and then stuff happens. Like, re I mean, stuff happens. But then in the second part... It goes from almost every time from playful to torment or to ramped up or whatever you want to call it. So mm -hmm. it, and then it becomes almost like, like seaside when we were in seaside, it starts to feed on the energy that we, <laughs> so the cat, as the cat goes crazier, as you use the little red laser light, then you tend to sometimes move the laser light. Like this is not enough for the cat anymore. The cat seems bored by just moving it left to right. Now I'm just going to wind it all up and the cat goes crazy. So that's part of the element of what my friend Greg Bishop talks about of a co-creation where we're working with whatever it is to create these experiences and it's pushing us and then sometimes we're pushing ourselves. And so those are the interesting intellectual questions that I think of when I'm sitting in the basement of some <laughs> rat infested jail cell or something in Yarmouth yeah. or whatever and uh, going, ah, oh, this is cold and creepy and ah. Oh as I think of it being cold and creepy or whatever, then maybe that just makes it cold and colder and creepier, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you're going to play, let's talk Queen specific with this. Um, mm -hmm. So we had done Dexter's, uh, and now this was our second location. And I guess, Holly, I'll, I'll more turn this towards you. Um, when you got to Queens, was there anything that stood out to you right away? Because when, when I got in there, I didn't feel uneasy. But I felt a little weird in the archives room and the painting of Miss Gorham, which if you'll stick with the season, you'll know that I am not a huge fan of the Miss Gorham painting in a future episode. Um, she freaked me out. Something about her freaked me out. Was there anything when you got to Queens that just stood out and it's like, okay, that's weird. I feel weird in this room or at this object or anything like that. Um, yes. Uh, usually when we get to a location, I take a little bit of time to just kind of move through it on my own to see if anything sticks out or grabs my attention. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it actually grabs my attention. Um, but in the case of when I first got there, there was a couple of places um, 
that, uh, I don't know how you want to describe it, vibrated differently. There's like an energy mm. sense to it. Um, one of them was in the room that we uh, potentially contacted Mac Tony's in. The playroom. Yeah. Right. yeah. And the other one was the archives room, um, specifically in that back corner that we ended up investigating. Yeah. In, in episode two. Yeah. I think Is that in episode that's two? That's in episode two. Right. So we kind of end episode one. We're sitting there chatting and then um, talking about oh, and laser then, cats and everything. Right. And then, you know, folks, when it says to be continued, it literally will pick up right there because seconds late, I mean, seconds later, yeah. something happens. And that something uh, leads into a string of events that lasts for about an hour. Really. And then after that string of events ends, the evening kind of peters out because we mm -hmm. were just, it blew our minds kind of thing. That was the room that kept on giving. The archive room. Yeah. You could hear noises in that room of somebody upstairs and there was nobody there. Mm -hmm. And I, I kept calling you in because I'd be like, Paul, I keep hearing these noises. And you were sitting with me there for a while. Did you, did we end up hearing anything while you were there? Yeah. Yeah. All, that's all episode two. Oh, there you so go. So we're teasing for, and cold anomalies and all sorts of other yeah. stuff. It was, yeah, it's the room that keeps on giving. Nothing really happened out in the in the main museum room, did it? I don't think. No. Um, it, it's funny. You mentioned this before about the Paracon thing. Uh, we actually, myself and Linda Rayfuse, who's, um, she's actually featured a lot in these two episodes. Uh, we did a ghost box session out on the, uh, what was the ship called? Um, Oh, the Liverpool packet. Yeah, they've Liverpool recreated packet. the deck of an old privateering ship. Yeah, it's really the, cool. It's awesome. We did a, a ghost box session there during the Paracon weekend, the same weekend that we did the kind of Mac Tony's retest. Uh, we had a lot going on, hmm. a lot. But for us, for the show, it was more or less those back rooms, those two back rooms, and the void. From the privateer boat. Yeah. Did you? Was there anything that maybe we didn't see that happened on the? Uh, we didn't spend any time when we were shooting the episode there. Um, it, how do you describe it? Because it, it, it felt off, but I really? kind of chalked that up to potentially um, um, just sound vibrations. There was, a, there was a large fan there, and that can sometimes sure, set yeah. people at unease. Um, because we didn't have anything else happen while we were there, I kind of ruled it out. But I may have been wrong. <laughs> No, I think you were probably right, because when we yeah. went back for the Paracon, the fans were the source of numerous people saying lights, but also vibrations, mm -hmm. and every time you'd go, no, it's the fan, and they'd say, no, it's not. Yeah. And, and it okay. was. So, you know, we debunk a fair amount of stuff, including in episode two, there's a, a thing that we debunk yeah, and yeah. say, look, that that is not what we heard, but it's also, you know, if anybody thinks this is paranormal, it's not. And I think that's important, too, is to say, look, I mean, we joke. We say Occam's razor, ghosts. That's our first inclination. Um, we also say ghosts, good, demons, bad, coming to a hashtag t-shirt for haunted near you soon. But Yeah, I need one of those. Yeah, we, we all kind of need one of those. Um, but, you know, you, you want to make sure that your first impulse and then your second, third, fourth, and fifth one is we can explain this. Mm -hmm. There's an explanation for this. Mm. In episode two, I swear... I swear on a stack of uh, Batman comic books and all that I hold holy, the uh, the original Frank Miller Dark Knight, um, not the later ones, which aren't as good, that it is the single best piece of evidence, this is me teasing the next episode, Sure. that is unexplained. I challenge anyone to explain oh, it. Oh, please, yes. Um, 
and especially when you see the circumstances circumstances in which it happens, the context in which it happens, the single best piece of evidence I've ever seen on any ghost show, caught on camera, but more importantly on audio. And then think of this. I don't think that happens unless, um, I'm not trying to start another fight, Holly calls for my possession and I open the door up to Mac Tony's and if, you know, if we're not all open-minded and frankly, sometimes being ghost jerks, in my case, you know, ghost dancing, which Holly sure. participated in too, I have to say. Ghost dancing. Ghost dancing, which is the best part of the first episode, honestly. <laughs> it's the best part of the whole um, series. You know, and we had had reports of shadow people there. So there we are in front of Mrs. Gorm's painting in a room where um, supposedly paranormal things happen. And we were kind of being, as I call it, somewhere else, what, ghost rogue or ghost dicks or ghost jerks or whatever. Let's go with ghost rogue. Like, yeah. Oh, I was going to go with the second one, but yeah. Yeah, ghost <laughs> yeah there you go. It depends on Ghost who. Richards. Ghost Richards, yeah. yeah. Ghost Nixons. Yeah. There, that's that's. Hashtag Ghost Nixons. I like that. Oh, no. I don't know if we should get political with our ghost. I'm not even trying it... to get political. He's the one president so far that's had to leave office facing impeachment. I think it's safe to say totally okay. not a great guy. And Ghost Nixons is meta. I like it. Anyway, so unless <laughs> we had done all that stuff and maybe roused something up, or it's like kicking the dirt and then the, you know, the sand will fly up and it might not go where you think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Or as a friend of mine did once when they tried to release the ashes of his grandmother on the Pacific Coast. And, you know, into the ocean and the wind switch just as they, yeah, anyway. You got to so, test the waters first. Yes. You wind up breathing in grandma. So, which actually <laughs> really did happen. That's, you know. yeah. Um, it, it's you can't control it. That's my point. Yeah. And it's interesting because you've, you just said that, you know, I think every one of us at one point or another antagonized something in the room. I think Chelsea's pretty clean. Well, yeah. Well, Chelsea's going to listen to us, so she's our, she's our audio person, so she doesn't really get to talk when we're filming. Um, but I, I think it's interesting, because you just talked about us being ghost Nixons. <laughs> the one thing that I found interesting, and, and I won't get into too many details, because maybe we'll talk about this more in depth next week, but there are elements in this episode to discuss. Uh, Holly was very nice and welcoming. Mm-hmm. I always am. But with this one, with what we had talked about with, with Anne and what we talked about with Lucy, mm. I have a theory, and I'll save it until the next time. Ooh. I just have a theory. Well, it goes one of two ways. One, you were being nice. So if there was something out there that may have connected to you because you were, were being open, you were being welcome, you were being very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. Or the other side of that is they were taking advantage of your niceness. Yes. There's two major sides to that. It's possible. She was being nice at times, and she usually is, but without getting into the blame game again, when she's up there doing the... <laughs> Sounds like about, blame to me. About, in the museum, I mean. I know, but if there's a connection, if there's a Gorm thing, she is up there with Kim at the grave yeah. and doing something that, you know, most professional, quotation mark, professional ghost investigators, hashtag laugh, 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 um, will Whoa. probably look at us and say, well, you guys don't know what you're doing. No, I won't even hashtag that guy. But, you know, there are these people who think there's a way you have to do it. They will hate what we did. You yep. at the grave, me, ghost dancing. Oh, I'm not allowed to be at a grave? No, no. How we inter- how we act when we're there, you're supposed to be respectful and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes in this episode, all of, really not you, but Holly and I were not, and you were part of the ghost dancing thing, so you were twirling the light. And, uh, you know, we're all involved in that. And so maybe 
were nice. I was nice to Mac. Like for once, I was a really nice guy throughout the whole experience. I, in the, except for, the, but the ghost dancing and the grave stuff, and that's the counterpoint to your point, Dylan, which is we weren't always nice. We weren't always behaving, sure. minding our P's and Q's, if you will. But I'm also curious if, you know my theory, the whole trickster thing with most of the season. Um, you know, there's also the chance that maybe we're dealing with more than one. Sure. There are nine levels of hell. Yeah. Prove it. What was that? Oh, that truck, truck just went by. Okay. No, I, I didn't think it was a ghost. I was just curious what, what that was. <laughs> that was for dramatic effect. <laughs> is that your truck impression? <laughs> yes, that is my truck impression. Worst, Thank you. Worst truck impression ever. <laughs> hey, I was nice. Sorry. I, I guess one, because I'm a bit of an outsider when I came into this, because, I, again, I've never done this before, and you guys are, I don't want to use the term seasoned vets, but you've done it before. You've been in this world before. So my question to you, and, and to tease the kind of rest of the season, when we were doing this episode and things started to happen, what was kind of became your goal moving forward? Well, after the initial... Uh, okay, I keep going back to that one thing, and that's in the next episode. So I... Wow, lost for words. Mark the time. No! Stop it! I'm thinking... Oh my God, I'm an open person. I'm interested mm -hmm. in seeing what is what is available to be experienced. Sure, that's my goal. And when it comes to the paranormal, Paul's making faces. I don't have explanations. I have theories. I have seen some stuff. I have heard some stuff. Um, I could not have done this season without having done a previous season. I would not have been. I wouldn't have been ready mentally, spiritually. Okay. I wouldn't have been able to um, be available to receive whatever it is that's communicating. You would have been more closed off. I would have been more closed off. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know that I m mentally would have been able to handle what I think has been happening in this season if I hadn't experienced something before. Because it's given me eight years mm -hmm. to question myself question my environment, question my world, the universe, and I have. I don't know if I have answers, but... Sure. Yeah. What about you, Paul? I mean, I kind of joke. I I just don't like being on camera. It seems like I do, but the truth is, for me, it's just sometimes I, the older I get, the less I want to be around any people. So actually, the ghosts are... The part about the show I like and doing it, I like the solitude, actually. So yeah. I like going up into the void and... You know, seeing if there's something, I, you know, I don't want it to be a demon, but if there's some other thing out there, then as long as it's not harmful, mm -hmm. then I'm willing to play along. The problem is, as you say, it's like putting a rabid raccoon into, you know, it seemed, actually, you know what? I was going to say it seemed like a good idea at the time. No, that doesn't seem like a no. good idea at any point when no. you have the rabid raccoon. Sure. Unless you're trying to get it away from you and your only other option is a kindergarten, maybe that's where you were going with why? that. Why? Why? Oh, no, no. I was going with the sense of, I know this is dangerous, so I'm going to do it anyways. I'm curious what happens. Oh, that's more or less. The... But that's living in general. That's sociopathic, <laughs> yes. too, but that's oh, that's okay. That's fine. That's how we roll. Isn't it? Awkward. Uh, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm happy to be in these rooms. I like doing the, the alone stuff. I weird when it gets weird when there's more than one of us um and sure. it, uh so in episode two when you see something happen to holly she's not alone actually chelsea's there 
So, um, well, she's definitely not alone, even yeah. if Chelsea wasn't there. Well, yeah, no, there you go. That was fun, yes. Um, but yeah, you know, the, it's like, what was the question? Did eight years ago make any difference to what we're doing now? And no, more or less, I'm just trying to trying to understand, like, because you, you've done this before. Right. So when you do it again, it's a TV show, and then mm-hmm. things start really getting weird. Was there a question that popped up that you wanted to know, or did you change your goals? I was like, okay, stuff's happening. Now I want to know why. Is that kind of where you were coming from? No, I, well, you know, stuff didn't stop happening for the eight years between Ghost Cases and Haunted for me. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's, I mean, not every day, but you, sure. when you experience it, you're, and you you know it's there, things like synchronicities. Suddenly coincidences sometimes turn into synchronicities. You view things differently. Uh, deja vu, maybe you view that differently than you would have. You're more aware that there might be more out there than just, mm-hmm. you know, um, as Brian Ferry would say, there's more than this. So, um, you know, I think that's what Ghost Cases did for me. It opened my, I was already open-minded. It really kind of blew the hinges off the doors. I'm still a skeptic at the end of the day. Yeah. I, but like in episode two, when you get there, folks, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I have trouble, even if that hadn't happened, I'd still look at this episode and go, well, I don't know. The REM pod's supposed to work one way. Mm-hmm. It mm. didn't work that way it worked in a different way and fine um, my really skeptical debunkery friends would uh, probably say well that's because the batteries were weak or i don't they would find technological sure. reasons for that but for me it's always about context in anything like this so to and so the fact that dylan and i went back three four months later and had the exact same experience repeat itself in the exact same place in the pretty much the exact same way and it had never done that in any mm-hmm. other location to me that's context yeah. so that makes it much weirder which is why during the season i purposefully as the sort of director and the person who's trying to figure all this out i guess in the post i purposefully had this idea that each episode will also be interconnected to the other one so a lot of ghost shows and i'm not ragging on them but they do hey here we are at x we do x we leave and we never reference x again it's a one-off now, yeah each they're time, one-offs yeah. For us, there are no one-offs in this season, I don't think. I think every episode contains a callback to one that mm. comes be, yep. be, came before. And when we get to the 13th episode, you know, which is a cliffhanger that will end the season, um, you know, it, it's a real cliffhanger. And, uh, but it's an honestly earned cliffhanger because mm-hmm. stuff, I think everything that's happened up to that point leads us to a place... You know, sitting in a basement somewhere, Holly and I with Dylan watching a monitor as we're down there and Dylan's invested because of, I'm just going to say, you know, potential demon stuff and things and something happens. And I think everything we did starting at the Queens County Museum and maybe even starting in Dexter's from the day we showed up leads us to that place. Yep. And then, you know, you'll have to wait until, I don't know, February to see where that, I mean, we're clearly all still live. So clearly we're we're ruining that part. Nobody dies or anything, but (laughs) spoiler, I think it's, it's interesting because it seemed to be, um, and in context, like you said, it's very important. The, the ghost gear that we use. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of that, I think you're right. Some people will be like, Oh, it's not how that works. It's, it's like you said, there's, there's no such thing as a ghost detector that doesn't exist, but the stuff that we use, it always shows us when the space is changing. Mm-hmm. And it's when that happens and then other stuff happens. Because we have this kind of snowball effect and, and without spoiling anything, we start with one idea and the more places we go, that idea seems to grow more legs. 
every single time. And it's just this, like, we've got new theories because this happened here. But wait, does that tie back to here? It's this very interesting spider's web of just events. Yes, spider's web is a good uh, analogy, too, because it traps you. Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. We're little flies (laughs) flying around, then suddenly you realize, oh, this looks shiny and nice. And then, uh uh-oh, maybe this isn't good. And that's the thing. Is this good or is this bad? If there is something out there, are we, um, here's some questions. Here's some questions to leave ourselves with and Mm. to leave yourselves with, folks, when you're listening. Because you can do all the things that we're doing. You can buy all the ghost gear that we have. I know because we bought it online. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to a lot of the place. You can go to the Queens County Museum. There you go. The episode you just saw, you can go Leave there. Leave a tip. Leave a tip. They don't even charge admission, but if you go there. Wonderful people. You probably couldn't get up into the void, although if you ask Linda, she might lay up there. But you can definitely go to the room where the REM pod, acti- REM pod activity happened. Mm-hmm. You can go into the archives. You can go pretty much everywhere we, we went. Uh, and because Linda Rafuse is big into ghost investigating and stuff, runs a paranormal normal group of her own, she'll probably be happy to kind of show you around. Yeah. So great, you can go do that. Then the question becomes, is anything that we're doing inherently dangerous? And I have friends on both sides who believe in this stuff who take two different views. No, one, Linda Rafuse, no harm. Sure. These are all pleasant, benevolent spirits. And I have friends, on the other hand, uh, the other side of the coin, who, Holly's hand just went up, who say, you know what, uh, a trip to a shaman in Peru or southern Arizona or something, and or a priest or whatever to cleanse you of evil spirits, maybe that's not a bad idea. Maybe we should have done that eight years ago. Yes, thank you. But um, we didn't get paid now, so we couldn't afford to go to Peru. <laughs> also true. Yes. So... Um, <laughs> Somehow we get to the Czech Republic, though. Anyway, um, do they have shamans in the Czech Republic? I didn't check, but, I, you know, Europe they, is They have shadow people. Yeah, it's true. So that's the question you have to mm-hmm. wrestle with. And I think during the season, sometimes you'll see people in episode two of uh, Haunted Next Week, Queens County Museum, you'll see Holly legitimately, like, scared. Yep. And that other people around her getting weirded out, if not scared, but weirded out for Holly. And then, you know what? I kind of know how this goes. Other episodes, we go back to being our jokey selves. It does it. But as you watch the series, what you will see happen, um, hashtag teaser, hashtag spoiler, a bit, and is it's it becomes the haunted part really does ring true. And I think you see people change. I, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think you see all of us change yeah. in terms of, you know, and whether you view it as us getting our comeuppance or having a door open or however you want to view it, at the end, siren's coming. Um, Not for us. No, but it's a running joke with my friend Greg Bishop on his radio show, Radio Mysterioso. He always has a siren come through. So this is a Greg Bishop moment. We're talking about Mac Tony's synchronicity mind Synchronicities. But yeah, everybody changes. And I think that's part and parcel of it. I still, the thing I don't know, to answer your question, I don't know whether the changes are good or bad. Mm. And I don't know what we're dealing with, if we're dealing with anything, and that's the skeptic in me still. Sure. I don't know if it's good or bad, but if I had to guess, like judging by the evidence available in season one, uh-huh. uh, I lean towards bad, or at the very least, if not evil, then something that doesn't particularly care one way or another what happens to us. It's more about its amusement or whatever it's getting from us. And if it harms us, it doesn't care. It do- maybe it doesn't mean to harm us, but it just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and I'm trying to think in episode one, did anything happen in episode one that sort of leads me in that direction? You know what? Mm -mm, not just, yet. No, just three things, three different people experiencing thing, things in three different ways, all yeah. stemming from the same thing. That to me is the beginning of something that is potentially playing with us. And, um, it doesn't mean that the spirit of your dead grandmother, or whatever, isn't also in the house. I just think we, we joked. There's one location we go to that sort of maybe it was real and maybe it wasn't. That's what we had heard going into it. And we, Dylan and I would joke, say, well, it doesn't matter if they have their own ghosts. We're bringing ours, you know, with us. We packed them up and they're traveling with us as we go along. Maybe we'll just leave them here. And we're a sideshow. Yeah, we're a traveling carny sideshow of haunted people. Um, so yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying, I don't know, but mm -hmm. it worries me. I, I have to admit, it worries me. Sometimes it worries my wife, you know, if she ever finds out that we have a Ouija board, uh-oh. She's uh, not going to listen to this. Uh, probably. Oh. Linda, don't listen to oh, this. Oh God. Probably would have stopped listening by now, but, um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want to add to the REM pod things. I, I wrote this down. I forgot to talk about it. Um, we did, like you said, we went back and tried the REM pod in the exact same spot, exact same kind of scenario, and it went off the same way again. Now, I know what some people will be saying. I was like, well, it's probably just a place. Something's in that place that's causing it to do that. Sure. What we forgot to mention was we tried it a third time, and nothing happened. Yep. It acted normal. There were no blue lights. It was So it's not the space. No. Because we tried it three times. Uh, and the two times that were kind of Mac-related, it went off. Right, and those were in two different spaces. Sure. So when it went off in the episode, you see us in the playroom or whatever it's called. When it went off, it, it did go off for us at the Paracon, um, but where really the freaky bit was up in the Upstairs. void, yeah. which is a part of the show. Because you folks, if you're wondering what happens to Zorgrot, he's not still there. But, you know, <laughs> things. So we set this stuff up, too. That's what happens sometimes. You set these things up. So there's Zorgi sitting on top of a mannequin and maybe something's going to happen. Did you just say Zorgi? Yeah, that's his... <laughs> Yeah, that's his nickname. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah, no, for years I ran a uh, online, like people could vote. Hundreds, thousands of people would vote. And they were an award that you would give out to paranormal researchers, people who ran websites and news sites or whatever, radio shows. And they were called the Zorgies. No kidding. And you can go find some of these places. And what they, it was a picture of Zorkrot. And it would just say Zorgie Award winner, like 2009, you know, um, Daily Grail. And people actually, like, wanted one. Because the paranormal world, you don't get a lot of awards. There's no Oscar uh, in the paranormal world, really. Shoot. Wait, so, what? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. There's no Oscars for us folks. And that's probably a good thing. So, you know, you, you never find out. I just want to tell folks, Zorgrot survives. But that path we wanted to take, which I kind of hope something would knock. You never see Zorgrot. I'm just, here's a total spoiler. In episode two, you don't see Zorgrot again. You never find out what happens to the duck, I'm telling you now, because things got spun out of control. Yeah. And we, I'm not going to say we almost forgot him at the end of the night, but it's possible that we could have because we were just so weirded out by everything that happened. Um, you know, like that whole strand of what we wanted to do, or at least what I wanted to do, that plan that I had, gone. Yeah, plans seemed to go out the window very quickly. Yes. With what we did this season. Yes. Like, like almost immediately. There's another place, um, you know, where it's not a spoiler, but we were in a place and I had a whole plan, whole plan. And a creepy little baby doll ruined my plan, or at least totally sent me sideways oh, into a different direction. That. 
So yeah, yeah. You know, you can find all these places. Another place had a plan, and uh, you know, a swastika armband might have sent that plan flying out the window, or a door that didn't open. Like, so you find these plans. There, there's this is I love this because I wasn't there. So there's a place, won't tell you where it is, you'll know it when you get there, folks, halfway, roughly halfway through the season, where uh, Holly went off to investigate, I think, a sound or something that you had heard. And this totally not in the playbook. And going into a place, you would, you'd look at it and you go, this is just like a, blah, a basement room, there's nothing down here. Right, yeah. And so in the most innocuous looking place where you would just say, there can't possibly be anything weird that's going to happen here, weird stuff. And so it's the gift that keeps on giving because I didn't actually know about this until I sat down to edit the footage and I went through all the footage and went, holy crap. A, nobody told me. B, if I'd known, we would have followed up on this because this we would have gone down and filmed it and set up cameras and stuff. You know why nobody told me? Because then things started getting really weird in yeah. that location. Cameras starting move, started moving, you know, all that sort of stuff that went on. And even something weird, and it's genu it was genuinely weird what Holly experienced, gets overshadowed by something exponentially weirder. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you it's like being on one of those, you remember, what was it, Land of the Lost? Yep. With the slee stacks, and they get in the boat, and they go through the river, and they go down into the, I just wanted to say slee stacks. Yeah, fair. But it's like being on one of those river, white river, white knuckle rafting things, and you have no idea where the raft's going to take you, though. Yeah. yeah. And you think you're fine because everything slows down, and then all of a sudden you're at a waterfall? Yes. It's like, yeah. wow, that's... Whoa! It's funny because you 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 explaining that um, it's almost like something doesn't want us to be in control. Well, we're and the not. second that we start getting in control or we start getting comfortable with our plans, oh, there's a wrench. Hmm. Well, that could be the benevolent part. See, this could be sure something trying to remind us in a good way that there's more than all this for all of us and that we're not in complete control. And, mm -hmm. you know, then you get into spiritual, religious, all sorts of other conversations that people have been having for thousands of years and yeah. philosophical conversations about, you know, free will, uh, Arminianism versus Calvinism, all that, all that stuff. Who knows? Like, there's a good question. We could have an entire series debating what we had done and then debating the concept of free will, <laughs> whether we have any, <laughs> Versus the idea that everything is preordained or planned or somebody is leading us. So it's almost a metaphor for the two different versions of the Christian God. The one that has a plan for us and the one that says, hey, enjoy and we'll settle up when you're done kind of thing. <laughs> um, right. Yes. I've basically, nice, I've distilled nice 2000, 2,000 years of Christian theology right down there into a capitalistic metaphor. But sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think that's some of what's going on too. And it, these are the kind of things, I don't know. I'm not willing to say that we're the most intellectual ghost show ever, but um, I I don't notice a lot of other ghost shows tackling the big picture questions of what it all means. For yeah. them, it's mostly experiential. Saw something almost always at the end, it was a demon or it was a ghost and we've solved your problem. We are, I think, we can all agree on this. We are perfectly happy to admit, don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure we haven't solved it. <laughs> Um, uh, nope. And I'm pretty sure it's not their problem, whatever house we're in. It, it's actually more our problem. It's definitely our problem. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. This will probably not wind up being a full hour. I'll cut it down to, like, 40 minutes or something. But, sure. Um, you know, if it sounds like stream of consciousness, it is, because that's what these experiences bring out. I encourage everybody to go down to the Queens County Museum for two reasons. One, it's a really cool museum. Mm -hmm. You'll see these places we go to. Almost every location is in, on the South Shore. Oh, man, the yeah. best clams. I had the best clams oh, down in Port Maton. Oh, that's that little restaurant on the day Mattoon? off. You want to, 
Port Mattoon. Yes. Mattoon. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Linda. Port Mattoon. I mispronounced it too. It was, I said Port Mouton. I thought it was French, but no, it's Port Mattoon. Uh, so it's a different debate. We hit up Liverpool, Shelburne, Barrington Passage. No, Barrington. Not Barrington uh, Passage. Yeah, it wasn't quite Barrington yeah, Passage. It's yeah, it's Barrington. Clark's Harbor, uh, Yarmouth. <laughs> Not the town. I love Yarmouth, just the place we were in. And uh, Parsboro and Amherst. Those were our locations. Oh, and Wolfville. Oh, no, that's season two. Sorry. So Parsboro and Amherst. And uh, yeah, there's, you know, I would say there's a lot of stuff down there that you can visit. But of the locations we went to, I can think of at least three or four that you could actually go to yourselves. Mm. And the Queens County Museum is at the top of that list. Yep. Uh, so I want to go back. Are we going back? That's what, well, funny thing. Watch episode two, and then, folks, we have been renewed for a second season. One of the episodes that we're doing in season two is going to be a return to the Queens County Museum. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. I am am super excited. And the selling point is, and you'll see this in episode two, it's already been weird in episode one when you see what happens in episode two, and also what Dylan and I experienced when we went to the Paracon. You will understand why we want to go back because we have unresolved, not issues, but... Well, there's that's that's true. We, we all have that, but unresolved, a ton of threads, questions, yeah. whatever, that haven't been answered. So that's that's going to be in season two. So there you go. Not only do you have episode two to look forward to, the return to Queens County Museum as well. Yeah, I'm very excited for episode or part two to, to air. Cause I know. I, actually... I, I want to hear. Tell us what you think. Seriously. Yes. You'll have to wait until next week. Yes. Yes. Wait until next week. But you can, we are using hashtag haunted NS is the hashtag that we're using for the series. Also that Eastlink is using. Uh, you probably saw it on the screen. Hopefully they got it up. I don't know because we, you know, um, I haven't seen it, what they broadcast yet. Mm. But uh, feel free to hashtag NS. Go to at haunted TV series on Twitter. That's where we're at. And you can also find us on Facebook. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but if you go to, you know, haunted, you'll find us. Um, Just and, Haunted. Right. Haunted TV series. And the one-stop shopping, www.winterlightproductions.com. That's the the company that runs this show and all of our other shows. So you can find out more information about Haunted there. And I will say, too, um, I'm going to be live tweeting during every new episode. So if you... If you are interested in, in kind of talking with some of the, the cast and crew, um, it's uh, probably me on my Twitter. Yeah, well, or you'll be haunted, maybe. Um, I'll be live tweeting too. So okay, I'm at Paul Kimball Film, and, and you're at Dylan Garland, right. and I'm at Lalowin. That's L A L O W Y N. I'll explain later. Right. If you if you go to um, at Haunted TV Series, I'll put these all up, and mm-hmm. uh, you can find us all on Twitter and stuff, and tweet us, follow us. Like us or not, rant at us, tell us we're stupid, whatever you know. Like, please don't do that. Just, and, I, and on the good side, just let us engage. know some theories because I, yes. I like chatting with people about theories. Because, and like we've said, we don't know yet, so no. we don't have a definitive answer, but it's kind of fun to just see what other people think. So, yeah, thanks for tuning fun? in. Yes. yes, thank you. So, this has been Dylan Garland, Holly Stevens, I'm Paul Kimball, and this has been us going beyond haunted. That that was us. That was a yeah, totally us. Is that a rac is that a raccoon? (laughs) Not the nursery. Oh no. Oh no.
Oh my God, he put it in the nursery. <laughs> I, thought was just, I thought it was just a playground. The well, kids I had needed a chance the, to run. I needed the up the game here. Up these, the these, game? these kids can't even walk yet. Just, <laughs> oh. Rabbit raccoon?